So I figured, okay, I'm gonna take a shower, I'm gonna get ready. I turned the water on and um, I think because I was so congested and I was like not well, I kind of lost my balance. So the, the shower had like a handle that I grabbed onto which prevented me basically from falling on this tile shower floor, which was actually kind of scary. On this episode, we are going to talk about insurance, 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 and why you should never leave home without it, the importance of making sure your over-the-counter medication has not expired, and why ensuring that any allergies, specifically allergies to certain medications, is written down and kept on your person. If you're feeling a bit congested, then let this podcast be your vapor rub. (laughs) I'm not even sure where the hell that came from. Listening to the Travel Horror Stories Podcast, a show that listens to real stories from travel bloggers and travelers just like you. Then we unpack those stories to discuss safety tricks, prevention treats, horror hacks, and follow-up tactics. The goal is to turn travel nightmares into dreams of beaches, sunshine, and margaritas. And as always, you can head over to TravelHorrorStoriesPodcast.com for this and all the previous episodes, their show notes, and links to all the other places you enjoy listening to podcasts. If you're listening via Apple Podcasts, don't forget to give the episode a five-star rating and leave a comment because that will help more people find the show. And now live from the Rutherless Travel Studio in downtown Toronto, Canada, here's your host, Christopher Ruther. The weather outside is wet. We have a saying here in Canada. Well, I mean, I'm not actually sure if it's just a Canadian thing, North American thing, or if other people around the world use it, but the saying is, April showers bring May flowers. So, since we're still in March, I'm not sure if Mother Nature is just f***ing with us right now, or if she's actually giving us some sort of sign that spring is coming early. Y'all know that this coronavirus doesn't do that well in the warmer months. So bring on the rain and wash the shit away. That's all I have to say about that. Anyway, I am so glad you are hanging out with me today. I love spending time with you all. And on today's show, my dear friend Kasha returns. The last time she was on the show was episode four and episode five, as she shared her crazy story of trying to get out of Catania, Italy, as Italy was closing its borders. So Kasha, how are you doing? I am good. Enjoying the wet and weird day that we're having today. <laughs> I know, eh? I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you so much for coming. No, thanks for having me. Because usually when Cash and I meet, we're just drinking beer and talking about travel stuff. So it's so good to have her here um, on the show because she's such an awesome person. Um, okay, you. so <laughs> so <laughs> tell me about your blog and uh, tell me about yourself. Sure. So my blog is still fairly young. I mean, I started it as a hobby in December 2016. So for the first year, basically, it was just, you know, a collection of like, oh, whenever I feel like writing type of stories. So it wasn't really going very far and didn't really have much of a structure. And uh, it's only been about two years now that I've actually started focusing on writing on travel and figuring out what I like to write about. So 
Um, my blog is slightly different maybe than most of the other blogs because um, I'm a history major. So for me, that is a huge part of what I love about travel is going to right. the places that, you know, I've learned about in school, I have read about, or I have seen on a documentary or a show that uh, now I want to visit, right? So for me, discovering the past is really the most fascinating part about travel. And, you know, trying to understand the cultural impact of the past, of the differences between you know, people and uh, what makes different countries unique, how they interact with each other and sort of understanding that whole dynamic, which I think is important, especially if you're traveling to countries that, you know, you've never been to and are very different from your own culture, that you at least have an understanding of, you know, what makes them tick and what, you know, what makes them work. So I love to write about cultural travel uh, any type of like historical tidbits, and uh, I love ruins. I'm <laughs> I haven't met a ruin I haven't liked. So for me, you know, that is my jam. Ah, yes, and that's very true. You do you do um, write a lot. The stuff that I've read on your blog, that I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> wow, all right, yeah, you dig really deep for some for that stuff. So no, uh, your blog is 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 awesome. Thank um, you. And uh, so let's play a little game. Okay. <laughs> this game is called uh, Three Stories, Two Truths, and One Lie. So you're going to tell me two truth stories about yourself okay. and one lie, and I will try to guess which is the lie. Sure. Set? Sure. Right. Let's do it. Okay. So when I was in school, when I was in high school, I was quite athletic. So I used to be on the track and field team. I played field hockey, and I was actually a pretty good discus thrower. Okay. So that was a bit of a athletic bag. Right. <laughs> um, then when I started, first started traveling, um, we used to go to these big wineries on these wine tours uh, that you know I've gone to with my friend and as well with Alex. And I also used to work for the government, which allowed me to travel quite extensively around the world. Okay. So there you go. And, and wait, and Alex is? Alex is my husband. Okay. Just just to be clear, I know who Alex is, but they don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Carry on. Yeah, so those are my three stories. Wait, wait, wait. The third story was you used to... Wait, wait, wait. I'm missing something here. The first story is the sports. The second yeah. story is traveling for business. No, I used to travel when I... When uh, the wine tours. Oh, okay, the wine tours. And the third story is? I used to travel for work. I used to work oh. for the government. I used to travel. Okay. So the third one I know is true. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we already talked about this story, so I know that's yes. true. Um, so the second one, wine tours. And it's really tough because um, as far as I know you, um, I've never really seen you drinking wine. I've always seen you drinking beer. So I'm going to go with the second story. You would be correct. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's positive that me being athletic in high school is actually believable. So that's good. <laughs> well, yeah, I feel that. Well, you see, okay, I'm going to explain to you and the listeners how I kind of broke that down. It's, it's unfair a little bit, I guess, because I, I know you. But still, I get surprised every now and then. Okay, so how I broke that down is because I know your lifestyle with regards to food. So I know that you're a pretty healthy person. So I just kind of like automatically connected that with you oh, okay. being good at sports. 
Um, then the second thing I know is that whenever we go out, I've never ever seen you drink wine. I think I maybe once. Um, if we're going to an event and you're giving it to us for free, um, uh, <laughs> but I've never ever seen you order beer, uh, wine. Yeah. Anyways, see that wasn't so bad. No, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> What would you do if you traveled to a foreign country for business the night before you get so sick that you needed to be hospitalized? Cash, why don't you start from the beginning? Sure. So I used to travel quite a bit for work, and um, I've gone to Brazil a number of times. So this was, I think, my third time in Brazil. And I tend to get sick from... I am very prone to getting like sinus infections, like a respiratory thing. So anytime right. there is a huge difference between the heat and the cold. So countries like, you know, Brazil, where it's very humid and hot and inside is very cold. Right. Those tend to get me quite uh, fast. So I think I might have slept with the fan on or and I know we were in meetings and we were sitting under like a fan, which was really blowing cold air on me. Right. So I started feeling sort of unwell and, you know, I thought, okay, no big deal. I just, you know, I'm going to have some, I had with me some, um, uh, some Advil, you know, cold and sinus type of thing. So I thought that's going to help. So this was the day before we were leaving. Uh, it was the last day for meetings. I woke up sort of in the middle of the night, not feeling well. I went to the bathroom a couple of times and by the time we were supposed to get up, to go get ready I was just really I had major fevers I couldn't even get out of uh, I, I had a hard time getting out of bed like it was just sort of kind of freaky so I had to message my coworker and tell him that I'm sick so we had to split up and he took the meetings I ended up just staying in bed hoping to get better so um you know it went kind of like a normal day when you're kind of sick and you think like I'm just gonna go sleep it off a bit and uh I tried to uh, I keep trying to take those uh, the Advil that I had with me and actually wasn't really working. So uh, they have this tea, they call it flu tea in Brazil that they make. I think it's like a mix of honey and like different herbs that you can order. So that's kind of what I did. I would so order flu, flu tea. Yeah, I, well, that's what they were calling it. I'm like, I don't know. So anyway, it had like honey and um, I don't know, lemon and I don't know, some other things in it. It actually tasted pretty good, but actually it wasn't helping. So, so where, where would where would you get that from? Uh, you can order it from the hotel. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. so the hotel had it, like, they called it flu tea, so that's what I'm calling it. I'm sure there's, like, a name for it. So if anybody's Brazilian and you know what I'm talking about, please let me know what the name of it is. Because yeah. <laughs> um, I have I, no idea. I just find that, I just I just had to back that up for a second because I just find that a little bit um, interesting that they have a tea called flu tea. Well, I think it's, it's like it's, a mix, yeah. <laughs> it's readily available at the hotel. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't necessarily think it's like a pre-made tea. I think it's something that you put together, right? Like they throw in honey okay. with lemon and bunch of things. But you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if you can actually buy it. <laughs> People I, get sick all the time in our country, so we develop flu yeah, tea. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I, you know what? If they do, I should have bought it because I, I I actually enjoyed it. But yeah, anyway, so the tea wasn't really helping me at that time. So uh Okay, so this is the night before this you is were the supposed day before, yeah. The day okay, so so how long so how long were you there for? Um I think we were there for a week or like just over a week. So this is Okay. Yeah. So 
So the beginning of the week, like when during that week, uh, I mean, did, did it start right from the beginning? You started to get no, sick? No, it kind or? of started midway because we would travel from different cities, right? So I think we were, I think, I forget where we were. We're in one city and it was really hot, right? So I had my air conditioning turn up. Right. And uh, the next day I kind of woke up and I kind of felt my throat being a bit, you know, like I was like, all oh, my nasal passages were getting a bit dry. So I knew I was kind of getting that that stage where I could get a, a sinus infection. And right. So we, you were traveling be- from city to city yeah. w- for business, like whatever yeah. you're doing a presentation or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So okay. we were, so we were leaving that city. I forget where we were. And then we flew to another one and we were there for maybe three days, okay. maybe two days. I'm going to say maybe two days. Right. And um, yeah, so I, I wasn't feeling too good the Thursday. So I think we got the Wednesday. So the Thursday I wasn't feeling too good. But it was the Friday morning that I woke up feeling really, really bad. So that was the Friday, and we were scheduled to go home on Saturday. Right. Okay. So, so the night. So that was your final meeting. And which city were were you in Rio at that time? No, we were in. Uh, I wanna, we were in Porto Alegre, which is a south portion of Brazil. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so this is like the last meeting that you have. So this is the. So you're talking the day before you started to feel sick. No, I'm already feeling sick this day. This is, we're, we're about to leave. So we're leaving on Saturday and this is Friday. Okay. So Friday is the day that you have the meeting. Correct. Right. So, but were you, were you feeling sick at nighttime at all? Like, was well, it I wasn't really feeling be- that great the day before. So Thursday, oh, okay. I kind of started feeling a bit, you know, like I was feeling a little bit under the weather, but I thought, okay, it's no big deal. Like I've had sinus infections before. It was fine. And it was during, so overnight, so like I'd say Friday, like at 4 a.m., I wasn't feeling well. So Friday, you're, so you wake up in the morning um, uh, and you're going to go to your meeting. Well, I couldn't even get out of bed, so I figured. You couldn't even get out of bed. Yeah. So then how did, I mean, how did, because uh, you went there with a coworker. Yeah. So how did he figure out, or she, how did they figure out that? You like? Did you call them or? No, well, we, he was work? down the hall from me, so we were able okay. to. Like I, I, I told him I wasn't well. He checked in on me, and he just said, "You know, look, like I'm going to do the meeting." So he knew I was I was not well, and right. uh, so he did check in on me during the day, asking if I need to go to hospital. But right. at the time, I felt that I was fine. I just figured, you know, we're going home the next day. I should be okay. So I'll just sleep it off, kind of yeah. thing. And just, like I just okay. figured I'll be okay, and we were supposed to go for to dinner with. Um, some people that we knew there. So there were uh, the some people we met before when we were in Brazil, and right. they were sort of you know they were going to take us to dinner. So um, we uh, we knew people there, and uh, we were supposed to go for dinner with them on the Friday night. So I was like, okay, I, all I need to do is just eat some food, and I'll be okay. Okay, gotcha. Right. So I figured I'd be okay. I just need some food. So just let me know when you're coming back to the hotel so I can, I can get ready and then we can meet up with them and we can go for dinner. And I thought I'm going to get better and then we're going to go home Saturday. Everything's going to be fine. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, it didn't work out that way. (laughs) (laughs) So at what point, okay. So he comes back from the meetings. Yeah. And then at what point do you decide that maybe I should go to the hospital. How did that happen? Well, so actually before he even came back, so he messaged me saying, okay, we're going to be coming back. We're, we're, gonna be, we're on our way. So it was going to be like an hour before he got back. So I figured, okay, I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to get ready. And in Brazil, they don't really have tubs. They just have like showers. So this was like okay. a big shower with like tile. And they had this weird knob system anyway. So 
the water, I started, like, I turned the water on, and um, I think because I was so congested and I was, like, not well, I kind of lost my balance. So oh, I almost wiped out. So they, they had this, you know, the, 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 like a handle on some as you have in hotels that, you know, you can assist when you're like in a tub or in a shower. Like so, if you're in a wheelchair. Like yeah. A wheelchair or, handle, yeah. Right? So the, the shower had like a handle that I grabbed onto, which prevented me basically from falling down and, you know, falling on this tiled shower floor, which was actually kind of scary. So you were like lightheaded. Like, yeah. like you completely was like, wow, okay. Yeah, I don't know if it was just the lightheadedness or it was just my, I was unbalanced because by that time, like, you know, I had the infection and I just wasn't feeling well. Right. So that was a bit scary. Like it was a bit like, okay, maybe I should consider it. But I, I, I still, at that point, I still thought that having some food would definitely, you know, fix the problem. Right, like right. Because I, I haven't eaten all day. I've just been, you know, drinking the flu tea. So I thought I need to eat something. Right. So okay. I got ready and uh, they picked me up. We went to this restaurant and I couldn't even eat. So it was really bad because, you know, I, I couldn't eat. And everybody was like, you know, maybe you should go to hospital. And I thought, you know, it's getting worse. Like, obviously, this medication is not kicking in. So perhaps I should go to the hospital. So what symptoms, so what symptoms were you feeling like at the restaurant? Like, it, was it was it nausea or was it still because you're not no. eating? So yeah, no, it wasn't really nausea. It was more like I had a fever, right? So I was really hot. Okay, and gotcha. My throat was sore, like it was hard to swallow. It was hard almost, to like almost like a strep throat kind of feeling. Yeah, almost strep okay. throat, but it was really sinus. So it was sort of like all behind my like my nasal passages, behind my eyes. It felt really like it was a sinus infection. Right. Okay. And um, I felt cold. I felt just like I didn't feel very good. So I tried to eat, and even the food, I had a hard time, like just even eating it. Right. Okay. So everybody was like, you know, we should really go to hospital. And I thought, okay, let's fine. Let's just go to hospital. I figured, might as well. I didn't want to, but I, you know, in retrospect, I should have probably just gone sooner. But anyway, so yeah. we that's how I ended up going to the hospital in Brazil. This segment is brought to you by GPS My City. Do you love exploring cities on foot at your own pace? Well, GPS My City's mobile apps, available on iOS and Android, feature self-guided city walks and GPS-powered travel articles written by travel bloggers and travel content creators for over 1,000 cities worldwide. Visit the link in the show notes to learn more. All right, let's break this down. Okay, so walk us through what that experience is. So I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be the one to say it. Um, so, uh, being from North America, yeah, uh, we tend to feel that our hospital systems are kind of like the best. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know when people are gonna listen to this episode, um, and I don't know if the situation is gonna be fixed, but. Here in Ontario specifically, we have an issue with waiting times in hospitals. So we have what's called hallway medicine because you've got a bunch of people waiting in hallways. And some people even die because there's not enough hospital beds. So our system isn't perfect. That mm. said, we tend to kind of put our system above other systems that, you know, maybe in South America or, or Africa or, or other countries, which, you know, we tend to feel that maybe their hospitals are inferior to ours. I'm not right. saying that's true, mm-hmm. but I, I could pretty much guarantee that a lot of people, that's what's on their mind, that they're thinking, oh my gosh, you're going to be in a hospital in Brazil? What was that like? Like, that's some foreign country. Well, you know, it's fine that you say that because 
it's actually true. Like every person that I've had, I've, I've said this story to, the first question is, what was the hospital like? Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> so, what I'm saying. Because Brazil, so I yeah. mean, Brazil is, they're an advanced country. It's not like, you know what I mean? But we have yeah. these, maybe it's because of news, maybe it's because of media. We tend to think, our yeah. movies, we tend to think that it's just, everything is just poor there. So we just feel that the hospitals might be the same. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fair question. Uh, so in Brazil, the, their healthcare is, um, you pay for healthcare. So okay. The hospitals are, um, I think they have some maybe for like, you'd say that the poor people who don't have money, but most of the hospitals you have to pay. Okay. So it's more of, it's a bit different than ours. So this hospital, like you had to pay to go to the visit. So it's not like you have to wait super long or. So it's almost like private kind of. Yeah, it's it's very much so. Yeah, it's a private hospital. So um, as hospitals go, I mean, it was fine. You know, it was it wasn't like a brand new hospital, but it was clean. It was like any other hospital, right? That had the same equipment, same type of thing. And, okay, so, um, and, I, and I'm glad. And I just wanted, and that's why I wanted to clarify that because I just don't yeah. want people to think that you're in some hospital with like cockroaches running around, oh, and, absolutely, and, and rats no, no. running up the side of the wall. And like, you know, <laughs> no, like, like so. Let's just be clear. Brazil yeah. is not like you know what I mean. Like I yeah. just wanted to kind of kill some of that. Those, yeah. those thoughts. No, and right? actually, afterwards, I was told that the hospital I went to was actually the best hospital in town. So okay, perfect. I was yeah. in good care. Yeah, I was in okay. good care. Excellent. The only challenge was that they in Brazil. I, that was like that was maybe three years ago. They don't really speak English. Like it's not oh. something that a lot of people speak. So I don't speak Portuguese. Right. So for me, that would have been a challenge. Except for we had, uh, you know, the the guy that we knew there. So him and his wife and his and and his teenage son actually ended up coming with me and my coworker. They took us to the hospital. Right. So I had people with me. Like I wasn't by myself. I had somebody who could translate. Oh, uh, okay. So you're lucky then in that way. Yeah. So it ended up being okay. So we had insurance through work um, and we had to call it in because they had to, that's the procedure. You have to call them in and they have to sort of tell you where to go. So the challenge was that at that point I couldn't talk anymore. So the lady on the phone is asking me questions and I can't really answer her. So, so wait a minute. So at that point, you can't talk anymore now. No, because my throat is just on fire, right? Wow. So I had to pass it over to my colleague who was then able to, you know, tell her the information she needed uh, from like my name, my, our insurance number to which hospital we were in and all that okay. stuff, right? Okay. So, yeah. So he was able to help with that. Uh, our um, the, uh, the Brazilian friends helped us with getting checked in. So they checked me in and right away they gave me something for the fever, which was some, which I guess that was the main issue why I was feeling so bad. Because once the fever kind of broke, mm-hmm. it wasn't as bad. Like I wasn't feeling bad. So they did some bunch of tests. So I think I had blood work. I think they did a, they did an x-ray maybe because they were kind of worried that I might have pneumonia. Oh. And I was worried that I have pneumonia because if I do... If I had pneumonia, I wouldn't been able to fly home the next day. Right. So I was afraid that, you know, we were going home the next day. And if I had pneumonia, I wouldn't be able to go. Wow. So turned out that it wasn't pneumonia. So turned out that it was basically, I had a, a, like a major throat infection. So they gave me a prescription for um, some medication that would help with reducing the swelling and the pain. Uh-huh. And we were able to actually. They had like a a pharmacy. I don't know if it was a twenty four hour pharmacy or one that was open late. But we were able to get my medication at the same time. 
Oh, wow. And yeah, so the whole, I think the whole, from going in, from when we went into the hospital to when I left, I think the whole thing took about three hours. Okay. I mean, that's fantastic. So that's nothing, but, right? <laughs> yeah, I, know, I was about to say, like, I guess if you pay for it, then yeah, you, you get service, right? Yeah. And I mean, they were pretty efficient. Wow. Okay. So, so you said that they, they did x-rays, they, they did blood work, and then mm-hmm. they gave you something that I guess was a little bit stronger than flu tea in order to yeah. <laughs> get the fever down and, and kind of kill it, right? Yeah. Why would the insurance company, if you're sick, why wouldn't they deal with that stuff after? Like, why isn't there certain, like, you know, certain procedure put in place? Like, why would you need to talk to the person? Like, what if... Like, you know, like, what if you were knocked out or so? I don't know. Like, what if you, like, what if you didn't have people that can speak the language, first of all, then what would happen in that situation? And then why would you need to talk with your insurance person at the hospital? Isn't that stuff kind of dealt with after? Like, you keep the receipts and the records and then you claim it after the fact? Well, I mean, yeah, that was my first time actually going through such an experience. So Uh I had no previous you know, like I'm sick. What do I do? So we we called the we called the insurance because that's ah, okay. they're, they're, they're international. Yeah, they they help you. So again, like if we needed like assistance with a hospital or anything else, it was easier and it made more sense for us to call them and say this is the situation, just in case I need to be hospitalized or whatever. Okay. You know, like I think so. What ended up happening? I ended up paying for the visit, and then when I got home, I submitted it, and the insurance reimbursed me. Uh, but okay, that gotcha. was, yeah. So this was about, I want to say the whole thing was maybe like 250, 300 Canadian dollars. Okay. So, I mean, that wasn't too bad, but let's say if I had to be hospitalized and the bill was $10,000, like I wouldn't want to pay it and then be reimbursed. You know what I mean? So I think that's right. where you have to let them know ahead of time. Right, right, right. Okay. So they know that you are in the hospital. So they knew which hospital I was in. And let's say, let's say something did worse happen. And then I was unable to. Um, to communicate or I was unconscious, they knew which hospital I was in. So they were able to follow up because they did call me the next day to just make sure that I was okay. And that, okay. you know, if I needed any additional assistance. Uh-huh. Okay. So in this particular situation, you had insurance uh, because of work, mm-hmm. obviously you're traveling for business. So yeah. your company is going to insure you. So, uh, I mean, it's kind of difficult to say because you said right from the beginning that you're prone to getting sick if you switch yep. between hot and cold. So I'm so it's difficult for you to suggest what you would have done differently. Well, there were a number of things I learned from that trip. So the medication I had with me, the Advil, which I used to always take with me, mm-hmm. I actually figured out afterwards that it was actually expired. Oh, so because, yeah, <laughs> because it was expired, it wasn't doing what it was supposed to do. So, ah, you know, it's supposed to break fever or, you know, help you with, and it wasn't doing anything because it was expired. I forget yeah. like how it was expired, but I learned after that experience that make sure that whenever I travel, all of my, um, the sort of like my traveling medical case is, you know, up to date. So like what I take stuff with me, that's like, you know, for throat like a, a nasal spray, like a cough drops, uh, or something that I know that might help with my, my with my sinus issue. Right. So one of the best things was that I learned that make sure your medication is always valid; it's not expired. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that, yeah, that's a good place to start. And uh, so, what else would you suggest, like from an insurance perspective? 
Well, I think it's, I mean, I always travel with insurance anyway, so it doesn't really make, like that was an experience that, you know, made me decide to have it. Like I always travel with insurance and, um, but I think the experience kind of highlighted why it's important to have insurance. Okay. And so, so, you know, give us an example of some of the things that you have covered for yourself through your insurance. Uh, so now I use the I use a combination. So sometimes I use my my credit card provides me extensive coverage. Right. Okay. So if I if I pur- purchase the trip through my my credit card, that kind of gives you a coverage for a certain amount of time. If that doesn't, I usually buy additional travel insurance. Through so, through your bank or through depends like, depends where I'm going. It depends what it is. But I always buy if I don't have if like if I don't have existing one, I'll always buy even just for that one trip. I buy insurance. It's just so. You know, you never know what's going to happen. And sometimes if you go into like a week vacation or anytime you buy a, a ticket, they offer you, you, you have an ability to buy insurance, like a health insurance, if you don't right. already have one. Okay. So for me, having the insurance was very helpful because it was one less thing to worry about. So I didn't right. have to worry and say, okay, you know, how much is this going to cost me? Because at that point, like, I had no idea. Is it going to be like a couple hundred bucks or a couple thousand dollars, right? Yeah, so there's a right. difference between... Three to four hundred dollars versus you know ten to twenty thousand. Like I don't yeah, know, but right. also double check because sometimes I know that there are certain things that are covered and not. So let's say it will cover, you know, each insurance is a bit different. So sometimes you know they will have a deductible that is let's say X amount of money, or they will cover if it's a pre-existing condition, they might not cover it. So again, it's also important to to check that because let's say if you are you know if you're prone to having like heart issues. And then you go and you have a heart attack somewhere else, you know, did you disclose that? And is the insurance going to cover it? Like, I don't know those type of Uh, details, but it's also good to make sure that if you have a certain condition, make sure that your insurance covers it. And, you know, you might have to go through like a private specialized insurance. And also the insurance was able to, because this was like, I think by this point, it was like 11 o'clock at night. So you know, there aren't many options. But when we called the insurance company and we told them where we were, they were able to confirm that, yes, we are in a good hospital. So they had that information. They had the information where the hospital was. They had information about the quality of the hospital. So they were like, yeah, you were good there. And, you know, because, I mean, the worst thing is to know you go to a hospital and it's like, oh, no, that's a pretty bad hospital. Yeah. So the insurance kind of confirmed, yes, you are in a good hospital. That's one of our hospitals. We have this on file somewhere, whatever. So it wasn't that, you know, they were like, we've never heard of it. Like, where are you? Yeah, so what would they do in that situation? Like, I don't um, know. Tell you to leave? <laughs> just well, I mean, just tell could've. the doctor that you politely like to excuse yourself and go yeah. to another hospital. Like, yeah, and I mean, you know, it's, it's interesting because, um, like, again, they don't speak English. I don't speak Portuguese. So another thing was at that time, I was still told by my doctor not to take penicillin. I had um, an incident with penicillin a few years ago. So oh, right. for okay. me... You know, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know what do I need. And, you know, anywhere you travel in the world, penicillin is the number one thing that any hospital will have, right? Right, yeah. So I had to be able to communicate to them that I can't, like, don't give me penicillin. Because at that point, I don't know if it's going to kill me or not. Yeah, so, so how would you, I mean, you're just lucky that you had your friends with you or yeah. your colleagues. Like, but so what if you didn't? Like, is, is penicillin like a universal word? <laughs> like, I mean, well, I hope it thing- is. Yeah, the thing is, I wasn't, at the time, it was sort of unconfirmed. And I know now that I'm not allergic to penicillin. Oh, okay, but gotcha. Think, you know, anytime you have any kind of condition like that, have that information with you. 
So, you know, even if it's translating it into the language you're going to before you go, uh-huh, just okay. have it. So let's say I was deathly allergic to, let's say, peanuts or something else. Uh, have that point. information on you, like either take a picture of it or have it just so if something happens to you and there's no one else, at least they, they are aware of an issue, right? Yeah, that's a very good tip, actually. So have like, if you're deathly allergic to whatever it is, especially if it's medication, to yeah. have that information like readily available, but also yeah. have it translated in the language, the language of the country yeah. that you're going to. Yeah, that's that's a very good, very good point. I, I was lucky because I had people who were right. there with me that were able to, you know, help me. And they had Wi-Fi at the hotel. I'm sorry, at the hotel. They had Wi-Fi at the hospital. So I could, you know, contact my husband, tell him what's going on because he was worried. So, you know, we were able to, fa- we were able to FaceTime. I can show him where I am. And, you know, he's, he feels better because, you know, now I'm in, I'm in a foreign country and I'm in a hospital somewhere he doesn't know where. And, you know, you want to make sure that you're okay. So that might be another good tip. I mean, the hospital... Um you know, had Wi-Fi, but it might be good to make sure that you yourself have Wi-Fi. So um, whether that is getting one of the local SIM cards or getting one of those, yeah, like I have Skyroam. I also have that with me, so I could always tap into it and get Wi-Fi if I need it, like, right away. Yeah, um, it's always good to let someone know where you are, especially if you don't have somebody with you. You know, like, I'm in this hospital or I'm in that hospital. Right, And right. Uh, especially there is a language barrier, because, again, in this hospital, there was. So because it was late at night, they didn't have anybody. Right. So, yeah. Wow. Oh, my gosh. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, it, it's, it, it's scary, the thought of being hospitalized someplace else, but I'm just glad that... Um, that, I mean, that was, it worked out for you. And I'm glad that we were able to kind of break some stereotypes yeah. about some countries. Um, well, that's an amazing story. Um, thank you so much for sharing that with well, us. Um, <laughs> so before before you go, um, let every, I mean, I'm going to put all your stuff in the show notes, but okay. uh, let everybody know where you're, like, where they can find you. Well, uh, my website is kasharite.com and I'm pretty much kasharite at every single uh, social, handle, media. <laughs> social media handle you can find. It's all the same, so it's at least easy to find. Thank you so much for uh, being a guest and um, uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Well, thanks for having me. All right, case closed. That's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget that you can listen to the show over at www.travelhorrorstoriespodcast.com. And if you're listening on your mobile device, please take a second to give the episode a five-star rating and leave a comment. It really helps the show and its episodes get discovered by more people. Plus, your feedback will help me tweak and change the show to make it the best show on the internet. Yes. I'll catch you next week. Cheers. Cheers.